as lines. As boys lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the As Bold as Lions podcast once again. This is Derek Johnson, and my wife, Corey, is joining me for our topic this week. Week two. Week two. All right, week two. Yeah, of the Letters to the Hurting series. And jumping right in, last week we talked about Worn Out and Weary. Mm-hmm. Which is um, what I feel like today. <laughs> what we feel like today. Um <laughs> A lot of days. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get your permission to share this. Oh dear! But we, know what? we are in the we're in the middle of uh, of a big life transition. You make you it could sound say. so like <laughs> serious. Yes, but no, we're, we're just, just moving to a new house. <laughs> moving to a new house. <laughs> you make it sound like we haven't been really, you know, posting it on social media. Or, you know, of course, our families and stuff pretty much know, but we. We're, uh, it's been kind of a long several month process of, yeah. of moving and mm-hmm. getting this all together. So now it's finally kind of, by the time this posts now and you're like listening the final to it, phase, yes. you know, down to the wire. For yep. those that have moved, they understand. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's crunch time. Crunch time. Um, and yeah, by the time you listen to this, it's, we should be in and, and starting to get settled, but we're yeah. in between at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah, worn out and weary, you kind of, it takes on <laughs> a whole new fine. meaning. There's it, nothing, we have nothing to complain yeah, about. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing, uh, too drastic that nobody else has experienced. Um, but just to say that I feel like certain parts of this series, I definitely can gravitate towards a little more than others where like, I, I feel that personally right now, or mm-hmm. I felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week with that one, definitely something that. I can identify with, we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think today is one as well. Uh, it's called Dear Insecure. And um, I think it's because I've struggled with that in the past in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not so much now as I once did. <clears throat> but you definitely go through those growing up years, those teenage years, mm-hmm. college. And you kind of, um, you deal with some of those doubts about yourself and about where life is headed and all right. that. Right. You know, big questions like, who am I? What's my life's purpose? What will I be known for? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you feel like you had any I of that I don't know if I have had, ever had time to think about that. <laughs> maybe it's a guy I thing. I think some people are just, just, I mean, it's more of a personality thing, too. Okay. Okay, not a guy thing. It could be a guy thing. I don't know. Mm. I bet there's some women that have yeah. thought of those things. Yes. So but personality. You know, I'm just driven. not a very emotional person in general. Yeah, that's I'm very true. logical, more person out of the that two. doesn't really sit and contemplate em- emotional things terribly often. <laughs> <laughs> it's like good cop, bad cop. I'm a strange girl. What can no, I well, say? Yeah, and so maybe I'm a, a weird guy or something. That's why we work together. I don't know. 
Like it's, it's kind of, it's true. Like you're not super touchy feely. Um, but I can be maybe a little bit more emotional about th- certain things, just how I react to them. And, and so we compliment each other. Hopefully yes, that we do. Um, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. So I, I think, you know, when, when you talk about it being insecure or just struggling to find your peace, it's, you're, you're really just saying, you know, what, what's the meaning of my life? What, what am I going to be known for? What's my, my purpose, my, my legacy that I'll leave behind? What mm-hmm. are others going to say about me? Right. Sometimes it can be a lot of that of like, what, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that is more a thing that guys think about too. Could be. Cause you know, some things that you were saying in there. Mm-hmm. Cause God, I think men tend to get more of their identity from maybe their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you do and what kind of, yeah. How, how well you do it or what mm-hmm. you're known for in that. Mm-hmm. So, so in looking for, you know, that thing that, that kind of defines me, whatever it is, whatever it was, I, I guess I'd, I've, I didn't find relief, you know, all throughout my years of, mm-hmm. of struggling with this. Um, didn't find relief, not, didn't find security, mm-hmm. um, but only just kind of wrestled more with it, you know, right. as you just really just, and you pray about it and you're like, God, you know, what's your will for my life? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to be? And you mm-hmm. kind of just can get so wrapped up over all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think the, the whole thing of insecurity that we have, it comes out of this just misplaced hope or we have, we have it because we've misplaced our hope. We've put it in other things like mm-hmm. I'll put it in that job or I'll put it in the marriage, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope is in, you know, the stuff I have and, and, and my content with the house that I have and the cars that I drive or how well my know. children behave. Yeah. How the children. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, really, cause that can reflect like, I mean, I mean, that's where the bucket that I'm in would be motherhood. Yes. I spend, you know, a thousand percent of my hours on that, I would say. Right. Like, how are they turning out or, you know, what are the struggles in parenting and Mm -hmm. and being a mom? And then kind of put projecting that back on yourself of like, well, I'm doing a horrible job or whatever, you know, and and finding insecurity in that. Mm -hmm. Um, So... And I've talked about this a lot. You know, if we go back over different blogs, I've talked about it a lot over the last few years. Um, but, you know, just to step back and as Christians to say, well, how do we, how do we look at this? How do we address this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what if we say, you know, really just admit to ourselves that we've been, our, we've been putting our hope in, in a, the wrong things. We've mm-hmm. been misplacing our hope when it really needs to come from and be in, in Jesus alone. Um, and then just seeing that everything just kind of flows from him. All our longings are met mm-hmm. in him. And because of that, you know, insecurity has to flee um, because we know that he has claimed us. That we are marked by him. Mm-hmm. Um, we are his and he is our identity. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our our foundation for uh, the discussion today. And uh, hopefully all that makes sense. And we've, we've teed this up enough for (laughs) us to move forward and, and uh, hit the ball. I'll get some golf analogies here. Okay. (laughs) Again, hopefully other people out there will. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. We'll forget. We'll edit that out somewhere. <laughs> um, anyway, let's go. Uh, you know, one thing that I feel like every week we have to do during this series, especially, is just to return to the presence of Jesus to go to his feet. So yes. we are going there once again. And our first point today in this Dear Insecure is, and these are all going to be just real quick, short bullet points, but we'll we'll explain them. Our first one is to look up. Dear Insecure, you need to look, look up. up. Uh, read that first for us, Corey. Ephesians 2, 4. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much. Okay. So our big, bold statement today is pretty simple. It's just your identity is not based upon what you do, but upon what Christ did. Yes. 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 So I really wish that I understood this when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. in college and 20s and even in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think life, you think, <clears throat> looking back even now in, in as I'm 43, 44 Almost in 44, October. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that... I feel like life is just starting to kind of start to make sense in some ways, you know. I mean, you're not gearing up for your midlife crisis. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I, it's too late for that. I'm but just teasing you. I mean, I'm. A lot of people say your life starts just to kind of make take shape, take, make sense. In yeah. Forties. Yeah, and so I think I had a lot maybe of questions. Maybe you told me that. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. You maybe told somebody me that else told me. Forties. <laughs> yeah, you so you turned forty, so now life is starting to just. Yeah, no, it just makes perfect sense. Everything just fell right in the place. Like I put on a different pair of glasses (laughs) and I can see. See it clearly. Yep. (laughs) No, but I mean, even into my 30s, it's just like I still wrestle with like, what am I to do with my life? What's my purpose? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I'm perfect at this at all now even, but it's, I I think it's- More of a peace about it. More of a peace, yeah. And an understanding about it more than Mm -hmm. I did before. Um, Yeah. Because as we start to see Jesus as a source of our identity, um, his his work on the cross is what I cling to. That's what gives me value and worth. Not because I'm I'm anything great or hey, look at me, I did this or I did that. It's mm-hmm. it's like look at what Jesus did, and I think I understand that more even now, more so probably with kids and them um, wanting them to understand the gospel in a, in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. Right. It's to be able to live it out and share it with them. Um, you know, the, the Bible just tells us that that um, we can know who we are because of who He is. He calls us His own. Uh, it, it repeatedly just hammers home that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if we're practical about this, you know, we have to start kind of seeing what that means. So, we have to stop living in a way where our worth is attached to other things. Our worth is not attached to our job. Right. It's not our source of identity. Our kids and our uh, our spouse, even those are good things. It's not like I I can get my identity from being Corey's husband. Right. Or you, Derek's wife, you know? Right. Um, and for my kids not to be like, well, I'm, that's my identity is I'm Derek and Corey's son or daughter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, my hobbies, my talents, any interests, my money, my possessions, none of those things are the truth about who I am, the convey the whole truth about mm-hmm. who I am. Um, so those are add-ons and bonuses. They're things that I'm given stewardship over, but they do not define me. Right. Jesus does. 
And so as his child, I find my self-worth in him again and again. And I'm a, I'm first and foremost a child of God and everything else flows and follows from it. Yes. So that is our first point to look up, to remind ourselves of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's easy to forget. You think, how could I forget that? But mm-hmm. it is easy to forget. And I think just as a little bit of a, an aside here with this point, you and I, or myself especially, grew up in like the self esteem movement. I think you probably remembered, you know, like just years of, of, of teachings on how to love yourself or to, you know, have a, a, a good self esteem, you know, self awareness. I think that was maybe an 80s and 90s kind of thing. Maybe I remember that. I remember, I mean, I remember, I remember like growing up with no self confidence. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I didn't pay attention when they taught that. I don't know. But it, it, it seemed to me like a lot of like psychology kind of was around this time, like, you know, mm-hmm. authors and things where um, just kind of finding yourself and, and all that. And I think there's a, there's maybe a nugget of truth in some of that, but there's also the, the, the tendency where you can get too with drawn into yourself and looking for that worth, that value, mm-hmm. that identity, you have to, you have to find that you have to figure that out. And when right. it's on Christ, it's outside of yourself. It's mm-hmm. nothing that you can do to earn it more or somehow make it, you know, better. It's, it's done. It's a finished work. You accept it. He is, his, his covering is upon you. His blood covers you. And, and that's all free, you know, right. and that can be hard because it's like, I have to do something to earn this. And it's like, no, you mm-hmm. don't, you right. know? So that can come into this whole insecurity conversation, mm-hmm. I think. Right. So our second point is to look in. So we'll go from look up to look in Romans 12 verse two, if you would. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay. So if we've looked at the face of Jesus and we've looked up at him, then we can kind of do some of the self-assessment. Um, this isn't a time to condemn ourselves or, or beat ourselves up. You know, mm-hmm. this this verse, Romans 8, 1, there, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's a great verse. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really a time of saying, search my heart, O God, and remove anything that is not of you. Right. Um, we have to, I think, just identify what parts of our identity we, we maybe have need of repentance in, mm-hmm. um, recognize the things where we've taken some uh, wrong paths or some wrong steps and we've aligned ourselves to some things, maybe maybe even good things like we talked about, but they're, they're unhealthy in the way that we've, we've said, you know, Mm-hmm. This is my identity in this because eventually something comes along and it shakes that. Right. And if it's not in Christ, you're it can it can really mess you up. Right. So, asking the Lord to reveal that to us, make it make it plain so that we can we can bring it to Him and say, God, I'm sorry for this. I repent of it. Um, you know, and for someone who's insecure, that first glance you may hear that and you'd be like, Wow, you know, I've just I've already felt like totally unworthy and insecure in my skin about whatever. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me to, to look within and examine further and, and <laughs> repent. And so I just kind of like, 
you know, add insult to injury. Right. But that's not where it, it needs to, you know, be, it's, it's in grace. It's in love saying, mm-hmm. you know, identify those things that are, are holding you back from a deeper relationship with, with Jesus. Um, bring them to him and then release them. Yeah. And say, I, I know. Find true freedom. Yeah. Find, find freedom. Um, let that burden of insecurity vanish and then be uh, replaced with the peace of his presence. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that does happen. I think we experience that as we, as we do put those things before him. Mm-hmm. Um, the cross puts us all on a level playing field. There's no one better or worse uh, at the foot of the cross. We're all sinners. That Romans 3.23, we've all f- sinned and fallen short. And with that, Jesus um, come, says, come and, and trade your sorrows for my joy. Amen. <clears throat> so look up, look in, and finally look out. Mm-hmm. John 4.35, Corey. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Okay, so... The temptation I think we can all struggle with is that we get all this information, um, but we just keep it to ourselves. And I we think we become hoarders. We become hoarders, yes. <laughs> and you know, it's it's good to have the information, but right. what do you do with it? How do you apply it? So, um, whether it be out of fear or just not feeling the burden enough, we need to avoid the tendency to engage the world on this this very is- issue. Mm-hmm. We tend to avoid uh, engaging the world, I should say. So, and the world is 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 struggling with identity. We see that all the time. Yes. Just the things that it it kind of posts and, and mm-hmm. says, "This is this is who I am." You know, mm-hmm. love me for who I am. Right. And sometimes, as Christians, it's just like you know, that's just such a skewed view of of just what God created and what you really meant to be, you know, it's sad. Right. Um, It's always like, you know, the world says, look at, look at me, 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 look what I can do, look what I can do. But we're supposed to look at what God can do. Yes. Yeah. Look what God can do. Look what Jesus has done and will do for you as you put your trust in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The world is wanting you though, to to find your identity in something else. And then Mm -hmm. say, that's what will bring fulfillment. It's going to bring peace. But really, you know, the world is bankrupt in this area. Right. It doesn't have answers. It's it just has kind of fake mm-hmm. and phony alternatives right. to what Jesus offers. Right. You know, Jesus yeah. offering life and and life abundantly. Yes. And I think, you know, as we get into you know, just maybe the issue of sexual identity, the the world saying, you know, go for whatever you makes you feel like you're, you're supposed to be, you know, even as, as crazy as it may sound and, and, and saying that's, well, that's who I am. And that's, you have to accept me as, as being that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Jesus, Jesus offers you something completely, you know, fulfilling and whole and, and truthful, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's just this one issue alone. And we could go a lot of different things where identity is an issue. But if we're right. talking about sexuality, like that's just a, a, a complete, 
when we talk about marriage or, you know, God creating the man, male and female and gender and gender roles and, mm-hmm. and the family and all that stuff. And, and the world's like, well, that's, you know, for you, that's but so this is, this is what it is now, you know, and, and it's just like it, anything goes and that's, we, we all have to just kind of say that that's, Okay, that's what. Okay, question yeah, mark. but it doesn't line up with scripture, and it, right. it's hard to just—it's hard for us to just fake it and be like, "Yeah, that's you know, that's what works for you," and and God created you that that way. Well, no, it no. it doesn't really line up with what right. He says about His creation. So, right. so the world is struggling with identity, um, but if we have str- discovered our true identity in Christ, that that should be a motivating factor for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it should bring us into action. It should bring us out of us a strong desire to, to show and share the world, this love, this love mm-hmm. of Jesus, you know, in, in John, where we're talking about the, the fields being ripe and ready for harvest. Jesus is saying that the, the fields were symbolic of the lives that the disciples would be called to reach. Yes. Um, it wasn't a case of the fields, you know, not being ripe enough or the disciples not being mature enough. The harvest was ready and Jesus told his followers they must go. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have our identity figured out, we'll miss the boat. Like if we're still struggling, like who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, we need to get that figured out so then that we can step out and be used right. and be of, of, of service for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll, we'll miss it and the baton will get passed to someone else, you know, mm-hmm. if, if we don't, if we don't step up, step right. out. So yeah. So look up, look in, look out. Those are our three quick points today. And, you know, I think, you know, many people carry this weight daily of just who am I? Um, or maybe there's a seasons where you, you feel that, that pressure more than others. Mm-hmm. but there's the, the enemy just constantly whispering lies into your ear um, of things like you're not good enough. God doesn't want to use you um, getting you to question God. Does God really have your best interest in mind? Is this what, is this really going to be good for you? You know, mm-hmm. those types of, those types of lies that um, can have a, a lot of pull on us if we allow them to, to be kind of, Right. Turned over in our minds. Right. Um, so we have to take those thoughts captive, mm-hmm. and we have to um, just make them known for what they are. They're, they're falsehoods. Um, if we have the Word of God in our hearts and we're daily renewing our minds, the voice of the enemy will consistently diminish over time, and the Lord's voice will increase. Yes. So mm-hmm. just want to encourage you guys with that, and I would be willing to, to still talk further with you offline uh, about any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've wrestled with some some fear, some calling upon your life, and you just feel ill-equipped, um, unworthy to step forward, whatever. I've been there. I know I've felt that before, and just walking into ministry and, and feeling very wet behind the ears, very, you know, out of my element. Um, but sometimes just taking that step um, and going forward, and God supplying your need as you go. Right. Um, and I can't say that you won't always feel that because there are still times where I feel very insecure, very, 
you know, not worthy of whatever it is I'm I'm supposed to be doing. God, choose somebody else, you know, kind of like Moses, like can't you just, just send someone else? <laughs> just, just send someone else. I'm I'm not the man for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but God continues to to lay something on your heart, and you just you can't really ignore that. It's it kind of is that thing that right. you know you should be doing, and and maybe you're never meant to be ready or feel like you're ready before. You step out because God refines you in the process. Yep. Yeah. If we were ready all the time, feeling like, okay, I can do this. Now I'm at the point where I'm... Well, then you're also relying on yourself yourself and on your standard instead of God's standard. Right. I think that's true. I think we kind of leave out room for God to work and, Mm -hmm. and... yeah, like you said, like for him to refine us, to do a work in us, because that's part of the process. Part of what he's doing in using you is the, the change and in, in the things that he's bringing out of you through that, right. that are important. And we can want to avoid that because it can be a little... We like to control everything. Controlling or just uncomfortable. Right. And Sometimes you want to control what's uncomfortable. Yes, because it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. It's it unknown. helps to make it just a little bit less scary mm-hmm. if you have that little element of control. Right. I can control this. I can kind of, you know, yeah. When you when you step out without all the answers, it just takes the control away from you and mm-hmm. puts it in God's lap. And it it makes you just trust him to say whether I sink or swim, God's got me and Right. Somehow, either way, I'll we'll get through this. Right. Well, I mean, God didn't part the Jordan until the ark, until they stepped into the water carrying the ark of the covenant. Yeah. That was. They had to take that step step. of faith into the you know swollen river, which was flood stage stage and and just this raging, crazy river. They had to step into it before. Yeah. The water piled up and he parted the waters. Yeah. You had to believe. Yes. Had to, you know, pony up. Like, I really do believe. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I do. It's interesting because that's a step further beyond what their, the generation before got part of the Red Sea and they walked through right. on dry ground. Right. But this time it's like, this time you take a step in and then I'll part. And then right. I'll. I'm taking push you guys in. deeper. Yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> be, pre- be prepared for that when mm-hmm. you. Step out of your insecurity and step into into the Lord. That there will be those Red Sea and Jordan River moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hopefully, that's encouraging to you today as you listen to this. And uh, would always um, would love love to hear from you. Uh, I've given my email out before, but info at daretcharlesjohnson dot com or through my website. You can you can find me daretcharlesjohnson dot com. And again, just share these uh, with someone if they're they're encouraging, uh, or you think they would be, or if you yourself have been blessed. We get texts and um, messages and different mm-hmm. things from people just saying, "Hey, appreciate the," mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that's just kind of lets us know that we're we're hitting the mark, hopefully, and getting out what we we need to be doing in all yeah. this. So. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. We want uh, just to bless you as we go. And Corey, will you do 
just read our theme verse for the podcast. I would love to. Thank you. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Amen. Talk to you again soon. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.